Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everyone. My name is Manpreet, and thank you for joining me today on the Through the Noise podcast. Now, this week has been a bright spot for global equity markets, with equity staging a sizable rebound and bond deals, of course, moving lower. The question on many investors' minds, of course, is whether this upturn in risky assets is sustainable. The U.S. earnings season has kicked off in earnest and promises to be one key market catalyst. However, we have several key central bank meetings on the calendar as well. The European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan completed policy meetings this week, with the ECB, of course, bringing an era of negative interest rates to an end. But the key Fed meeting later this week is likely to be uh, one major market driver. Now, with that schedule of events ahead of us, is the market rebound sustainable? Uh, to discuss this question and, of course, related ones, I'm joined by Fukien, uh, who is a senior investment strategist in our CIO office. So welcome, Fukien. Uh, thanks, of course, for joining us. Um, let's start with the question of the sustainability of the equities rebound. Uh, do you see this just as a normalization of positioning or is there is this rebound a little more sustainable? Um, are you worried at all about reports that the next week's US GDP data could show a second quarter of contraction, which would technically signal a recession? Or is that now backward looking data? Yeah, thanks very much, Manpreet. I'm very happy to be here. So at this point, we believe the upside and downside risks are evenly balanced. Uh, So we think investors should remain invested and broadly diversified, but without taking concentrated risk. So part of the market recovery was driven by fundamental factors uh, like strong U.S. retail sales. And we also saw some recovery in the U.S. consumer sentiment from record low levels. And also, uh, the U.S. Q2 earnings season is underway now, and it's turning out to be better than expected, although it is still early days in the earnings season. And the data next week, as you point out, is likely to be less cheerful, as the Q2 GDP estimates are showing that the U.S. economy likely entered a technical recession in the first half of this year. As you say, though, these data are backward-looking and are largely discounted by the markets, uh, we believe. Uh, The question is whether the U.S. will see an even deeper and protracted recession. And a big driver for this is how the Fed proceeds with its uh, policy tightening from here. Uh, We think the Fed will want to see a sustained decline in inflation and a cooling of the job market uh, before it hits the brakes on the rate hikes. So we need to see a peak in Fed rate expectations uh, before that would support the global risk assets to move higher. Uh, thanks. Um, you spoke about earnings, of course, so let's refocus on that. Um, it's still early days in the Q2 US earnings season, uh, but we've had some significant earnings report come through already. So what trends uh, do you see coming through from these earnings so far? Um, and you know, how are earnings expectations from the market changing as we for the rest of this year? Yeah, so, so far, uh, 18% of companies in the S&P 500 index have reported their Q2 earnings. And it's an encouraging result so far. So according to data from Refinitiv, uh, 78% of these companies that have reported have beaten earnings expectations. And this is above the long-term average of 66% of companies beating expectations. So the companies that have reported have delivered a 5.1% positive earnings surprise so far. And consensus now expects uh, Q2 earnings to grow by 6.3% year-on-year. And this is up 
from 5.6% expected before the start of the earnings season. However, uh, while your Q2 expectations are being nudged up, uh, there is cautious guidance from companies and a backdrop of slower economic growth, and this has prompted analysts to trim their earnings growth expectations for the full year. So we're seeing that consensus 2022, the full year earnings growth, is now 9.3%, down from 9.5% before the earnings season started. And likewise, for next year, 2023 earnings growth is now 8.6%, down slightly from 9.3% previously. But against this, though, is the backdrop of a significant correction we've seen already in U.S. equities. They've fallen, for, they've fallen over 20%. So we see the Q2 results so far as a relatively encouraging. And we have a core view of U.S. equities. We expect U.S. equities can perform in line with global equities over the next uh, 6 to 12 months. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. Um, obviously, central banks is the other sort of key event on the calendar. Now, we've already had the European Central Bank take policy rates back to zero yesterday. Uh, and of course, it unveiled some more details of its anti-fragmentation tool. Uh, in your view, is the euro set to rebound now as policy rates finally start to turn more supportive? Yeah, you're right. That was a big move from the ECB. They took an aggressive uh, first step towards policy normalization with a 50 basis points hike, uh, which is bringing to an end now a negative policy rates in the euro area. However, the headwinds for the euro area economy and the euro, uh, which is namely inflation and slow growth, these still remain. Uh, Russian energy supply concerns, uh, Italian political uncertainty, and weak Chinese and global demand, uh, these remain as your risk. So a key market message from the ECB's move uh, could be that a further euro weakness uh, is unwelcome, with a sentiment bearish and the euro dollar haven't fallen uh, over 12% since January. Uh, we think a push towards 1.035 resistance is possible. Uh, but beyond this, uh, we believe that euro headwinds will continue in the near term, and the US dollar is unlikely to give up the benefits of uh, economic exceptionalism. And it's uh, got a safe haven status for now as well. So only a sustained break of uh, 1.035 could trigger further gains uh, towards the next key resistance band at 1.06 to 1.08. Uh, therefore, we expect investors to look to sell into the euro strength. And we're looking at a trading range uh, between 0.985 to 1.035. And this is the range we see that could be established in the near term. And uh, we actually continue to prefer accumulating your commodity currencies with more hawkish central banks, uh, such as the Australian dollar and the Canadian dollar. Okay, um, that's interesting on the ECB, uh, but what about the Fed? Uh, that's obviously the key meeting we have next week. Um, if I look at the past few days in particular, markets seem to have oscillated between expecting a 75 basis points and 100 basis points rate hike. Um, what are you expecting for the Fed? Uh, and what does it mean for US bond investors in particular? Yes, the recent strong June inflation print in the US and also a surprise hike from the Bank of Canada uh, have caused some investors to expect a more hawkish Fed with a 100 basis points hike in July and 75 basis points in September. However, uh, expectations for a 100 basis point hike for July, i.e. next week, uh, was dialed back after several Fed officials uh, expressed their support for 75 basis points hike instead. So that appears to be the likely outcome next week, 
uh, 75 basis points hike. So although expectations for the Fed funds rate have been uh, volatile lately, the longer maturity bond yields have been relatively stable actually. Uh, with the 10-year yields are range-bound as the growth concerns start to balance out worries of higher inflation and policy rates. So having said that, in the near term, uh, we expect 10-year U.S. government bond yields uh, to retest the 3% and 3.25% levels as your one-sided positioning starts to balance out. Uh, but we would see any rise as an opportunity to add to bonds uh, where we're appropriate as we see bonds now as a core holding. So quite a bit to digest there, of course, for the Fed, you know, uh, the potentially creating an opportunity to add to bond. So uh, we'll bring it to a close here. Uh, thank you, Fukin, for obviously sharing your thoughts with all of us. Um, and thank you, listeners, of course, for joining us today. Um, if you do want to read more about our market views or strategies for investing in today's market conditions, please do go to the Standard Chartered Wealth Insights LinkedIn page for where we frequently post blogs and publication releases. Now, of course, this is just a smattering of the team's views. So if you want more detailed recommendations, then please do reach out to your relationship manager or investment advisor. In the meantime, uh, we'll end this here. Have a great weekend and we'll speak with you again next week. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights. 